Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Welcome to season two, episode one of the Conquer Golf Podcast. This is Brian Thompson. I'm here with Kevin Noto as usual, and we're very excited for the new year in golf. Uh, I've got kind of a lot to talk about in our first episode of the season. Obviously, we've got things uh, happening at Kapalua this week. Uh, all the champions from last year teeing off uh, a little bit later today, and then uh, there's been a couple other interesting things in golf with new rules. We've got some some new club deals, namely with Justin Rose. So, uh, yeah, it should be should be a good episode. Uh, Kevin, what uh, what are sort of some of your initial thoughts heading into 2019? Uh, albeit whether it's the the tournament this week or some of the other news. It's been a little while since we've gotten together. Yeah. Um... I, well, I mean, me and you are diehard Tiger fans. I'm hoping he can keep the momentum. Um, not that the match mattered at all, but uh, that's right. that didn't look good. He didn't look good in the Bahamas. Yeah. Just like, I just hope he doesn't deteriorate, and I hope he keeps that form that he had um, through the middle and late last year yeah. um, and keeps it going. I'm sure he will, but it just... He started getting wayward with the driver again in the Bahamas and looked like he was doing that stuck underneath flip yeah. thing and like just things that I, I don't like to see. Um, and then the other thing that shocked me, I was looking at the tee times this morning and I mean, I knew that this was the case, but Jordan Spieth missing from Tournament of Champions, like, you know, I yeah. just, I picture him winning. I was like, oh, who am I going to pick to win this week? And I was just... Like man, Spieth's not there to pick. So I, that's a good strange. point. I didn't even really think about that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I just assumed he'd win a tournament every year for the next twenty years. Well, it's funny because there's a lot of guys that are on the list that you like wouldn't necessarily oh, think yeah. would be there. I mean, I'm looking at like Andrew Landry and Andrew Putnam, and well, and we ended some of the biggest winless streaks. Ever right. just last year, that was Charles Howell, Brooks or uh, Keegan Bradley, um, Paul Casey won after not winning in yeah. the last decade. Not um, to mention Tiger. Tiger, yeah, <laughs> extremely long, but yeah. like um, Ted it was Potter. a strange year. Ted Potter. Yeah, <laughs> Pierce is in there. He, I think he won. Yeah, what did he win? I think him and. Um, Oh, the the New Orleans event. The yeah, they thing. won a team shootout or something. Maybe. So Maybe. I think it was him and who's the guy that he won a FedEx Cup? Putts with the oh Horschel. Yeah, him and Horschel. I think won some. So got it. I think Horschel might have won on his own separately after that too. But it's possible. Yeah, should yeah. be good. Yeah. Uh, so let's you, get into Kapalua. Huh? Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of like DJ right. He's like won okay. there last year. I saw this stat. That was um, his last like fifty one rounds or something strange. Um, can't be fifty one rounds. That would mean he'd been there for like twelve years, right? That can't That's, be. No, it's possible. He started winning in like twenty two thousand seven. 
<laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. That that was nuts. Yeah, like that was twelve years ago. It's outrageous. Maybe was it that? It can't be that. I don't know. All I know is maybe it was like forty one or something, but he hasn't shot over par in his last like basically ten full tournaments at this at this course. And That's... he's like a hundred and 54 under par throughout that stretch. So That's good golf. He hasn't showed over, shot over par in 10 years at this course, essentially. Over 10 years. Wow. Um, I don't know why it suits him so much. Yeah. But I don't know. And then Spieth was kind of a dominator of this course for a little bit. So I yeah. don't know. JT's up there now. He won this tournament, didn't he, once? I want to sure. say he's won this tournament. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure he has. Um yeah, so that'll be interesting. Oh, Jason Day is in the field. Did he? What did he? Did he win like Farmers last year or something? I, I want to say Jason Day might have won a couple times. Did he? That's good. I, I think so. I hope he has kind of a bounce back year. I feel like he certainly still very relevant, but like since Tiger came back, and there's like a lot of other players that are up there, namely mm-hmm. JT, DJ, um, John Rahm's kind of made a bit of noise. Um, but like top seven in the world or something. Yeah. It's crazy. But he yeah, I get what you're saying. And he also he just looks so fragile to me, always. For he, someone who's he, big and in shape and like yeah. strong, I he's always like gingerly walking around I'm like Yeah. I don't know. But I heard last year, um, they were interviewing him and he's very into like the technicals and all the fitness stuff and basically they said, um, for his optimal performance, he needed to like lose mass, is what him and his trainer decided. So, I'm hoping he actually did that because I do think there's a point of definitely diminishing returns, but a point of like too big where you you start making yourself injury prone. Yeah. So, and I have nothing to back that up other than um, just from I don't know, just looking per, at stuff, per personal you know? experience when you've got two yeah up yeah when I'm huge yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of happened with Tiger, you know? Back in, like, when he was all wiry and stuff, he looked invincible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right, so this week, one of the things that's also different is the new rules. Mm. So I want to know, what what is the over-under on how many times a player this week does the, like, the wrong ruling, essentially? And like oh, a, a bad drop or... Well, because it's not a penalty to drop from shoulder it's high. Only a penalty if you play it after you drop from shoulder high. What? Yeah. So you, so you have to drop from knee high? Yes. You do have to drop from knee high. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, that's strange to me. So the reason they're doing that is because they want to minimize the amount of... Bounce. Bounce yeah. on the ball because you no longer get the so like before if you took an unplayable and you dropped within two club lengths from your unplayable mm-hmm. position uh the ball could roll up to two club lengths outside, outside of that two club lengths and so you could conceivably be four club lengths away from where your ball originally lies mm-hmm. and that doesn't count anymore like as i understand it you have to be inside that two club mm-hmm. lengths so they're trying to minimize the number of redrops by bringing it lower to the ground and i guess when they were proposing the rule they were suggesting that you could drop from any height yeah, one inch was like the one inch, but thing. then they were like, "Well, it might be kind of confusing. Like, did that was that actually a drop or was it a place? Like, at what point is that like yeah. thing?" So they're like, "Okay, knee height and like 
Interesting. Yeah. So, but if, it's a one-stroke penalty if you drop from shoulder height and you play it. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed it was you could drop as low as it. That that might happen. Um, I think they'll redo it. Yeah, you would think. Because uh, they, they got two eyes on it. So the caddy and player would have to mess up. Yeah. Um, is that for everything? Even like uh, like relief from cart path yes. and stuff? Ev- everything. Interesting. Yeah. Um, How many people are going to throw out their back trying to drop from knee height this year? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Uh, one, John Daly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, what else we got? Double hit, no penalty. Yeah, yeah so, so, so that was actually an interesting one. So I, when I was a kid, I used to think that, like, oh, if, if the double hit wasn't a penalty, I would just, like, juggle the golf ball into the hole. Like, and now I'm like, it's not a penalty. So, like, if you, what's to stop me from just, like, scooping it up and, like, walking it down, like, bouncing uh, it, like, 500 times on the way to the par 5 green and acing the I mean, the that's pretty smart, but... <laughs> I mean, attempt to hit a ball, right? I mean, I'm hitting it. I know, I but you're it. attempting to hit it multiple times. Ah, uh, that's a good point. We're just making one strike. Ah, uh, yeah. So the intent is the key factor. That it, I would you, assume. You should be a rules guy. You know that? That's, that's, that's pretty sharp. That could be my calling. Yeah. 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 Only fair weather. Like, whenever I watch those tournaments and it's like howling wind or rainy and, and like, I'm like, the rules officials probably have it the worst of everyone. Yeah, they don't they just, get to walk around. You know, they just stand there and, yeah. Yeah, they just stand there for both, like, the morning wave and afternoon wave and just get pummeled. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Free embedded ball, free relief anywhere through the course. Yeah. Which, Not in bunkers. Not in hazards. Oh. Uh, That's how it's oh. worded on here. Oh. Wait. That it can't be. It cannot be. Uh, embedded ball free relief anywhere through the course yeah that, that, that can't be true of bunkers I know that can't it would take be. away like an, an extremely important part of golf which is I, I know that sounds strange but like egging in bunkers is just as old as time it, it needs to still happen but <laughs> yeah I know that, that, that can't be true how is this how is this a rule change? When were you not allowed? I think it was like in, a local in, rule before, and it was only. Oh, okay. and so now it's like a an official thing. Okay. That like yes, it just is always in play. Because I'm like I can't remember a time I had an embedded ball where they forced me to play. I mean, no, never, no, never. I okay. I, I, I don't think that's a major one. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's no penalty for removing loose impediments in a bunker. Yeah. Or for generally or touching the hazard. sand with a hand or club. Or in a hazard. Yeah, so you can ground your club now, apparently. Yeah, yeah you can ground it. I don't think you can clear clear the alleyway. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I misspoke. It says, uh, at least this Sky Sports article that I'm reading says, a limited set of restrictions, such as not grounding the club right next to the ball, is kept to preserve the challenge of playing from the sand. However, an extra relief option is added for an unplayable ball in a bunker, allowing the player to... Allowing the ball to be played from outside the bunker with a two-stroke penalty. Okay, interesting. Touching huh. sand in bunker incidentally is now permitted. Yeah, incidentally. But I think but... you can ground your club in a hazard. So what they're they're calling bunkers and hazards different things now. To clarify uh, the rules. Ah, yes, I think this is true. 
Because I think if you're actually in like a water hazard, you could put your club on the water. There, and actually, there's no such thing anymore as a water hazard. No, correct. There, what so are they called? Penalty areas. Penalty areas. So. Is it me or is this like the most rule changes that we've ever had? I, that I've ever seen. I feel like we're playing a different game now. It's like a completely different set of rules. I agree. Pretty soon we're going to be dialing back equipment. Don't you feel like that's the next step or no? That would be really interesting. I, I mean, think I want steel shaft only. Ooh, wow. That would never happen. I know. That would never happen. We lose too much money, the equipment companies. And True Temper would love that, though. Yeah, I know. Dynamic Golds would be. Yeah, X100s only. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I just, that's just always been my thing. It's like. I, I, I played. Played a steel shafted driver in college for a while. It was pretty yeah. good. I thought I was really cool because it was like, I was yeah. like Tiger. Yeah, you're the only one. Yeah, no was, one else did it. Was it. Amazing. Yeah, and I just it, to hit it far, you have to sw- you actually have to swing hard. You yeah, know? like yeah, and try to swing hard. But now I'm an old man. I would hate that. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't even talk about like probably the the rule that will come into play the most often. I, which is the flag stick. There's two that I think will come. But yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, he's talked about it. He's like, I think he thinks most situations it's advantageous to leave the flag in, right? Yeah, so it's interesting because when they created this rule, the idea was that, okay, well, if you're far away from the hole, you can leave the flag stick in, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. you have the option. And that would theoretically speed up play because you wouldn't have to go up and grab the flag and then come back to your ball and, you know go back and forth tending it or something. Tending, yeah. Right. And and then I played on New Year's Day with some buddies and we were kind of talking about some of these rules and like we were joking like everybody today just plays with the flag out, right? Mm-hmm. When they're like inside 30 feet, you know, you just yeah, yeah take it out because you've always had to have it out. But then like people like Bryson DeChambeau who think there's like some benefit to having it in like now there's going to be people that are like, oh no, I'm sorry, please put the put the flag back in for me, and like how, I wonder how much that's going to like actually delay true the game on the other side that we didn't necessarily think about. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. <clears throat> like, yeah, because it was clearly invented for tending yeah. and tap-ins, mm-hmm. like the extremes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm so far away or I'm so close. Why are you making me like? Take yeah. out the flag, set it down, because I can't be holding it, or that's a penalty. Yeah. But, yeah, the people who want to play, like, musical flags, right? Like, yeah. Like, I want it in, I want it out, I want it in. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, think about the guy who's, like, putting from the back of the 12th green at Augusta, and he's, like, putting down towards the water. He's like, no, I please put it in. Yeah. That's the only thing that's going to keep me from not getting this ball wet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but uh, yeah, I also thought it was interesting. I mean, Bryson said he like diff- depending on the flag stick. So I think at regular tour events that have like the fiberglass mm-hmm. flag sticks, I think he said he's gonna keep it in. But at like the U.S. Open, when they have like the wooden ones that are a little bit Thicker. sturdier, yeah, he's gonna take it out. I don't know. He's more of a scientist than I am, but I just uh, my my thing with flag the flag stick. I, I have this like really high propensity to just get it out. I just assume that if I like, if I want to put something in a, if, if I want to put something in a jar, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna like stuff other stuff inside of it in in advance. I'm gonna like, you know, 
take all, make all the room in there that I can so that I yeah. can make more room for the ball. The only factor would be is if you don't think you'll have a good ability to judge speed, right? Never felt that but way. But like, yeah. But like, how far <laughs> do you got to be away? Or how extreme does the slope have to be? Like, because yeah. he said this too, and I don't, I don't understand it really. I don't understand how it increases your chances. If you, if your ball's gonna roll by three feet, yeah, like, I, would you lip in more somehow? If yeah, you'd have to be hitting it like dead on too, and I just feel like that's, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's interesting, and I don't know if it matters that much. Yeah, like a good a, a putt's probably gonna go in no matter what, but I don't know. Maybe he's going to change his margin of error. Like, he knows that on breakers with the pin in, he can lip in from the high side more and he'll aim like an extra eighth of an inch high. Because he's crazy enough to do something like that, you know? An eighth of an inch well, high. Where he knows like, like a high side lip in is, is like 4% more likely to go in if there's a flag because of the way it rotates around the cup or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's crazy. The other one I thought would actually affect people, the alignment. Did you see that one? Uh, so I, yeah, where you're not allowed to like caddy assisting with alignment is now not permitted. I mean the LPGA. That will LPGA, be a game it's eighty percent. Yeah, I'd say I've always found that to be very interesting. That like such a high percentage of the women on the tour, like women get, versus men. Yeah, and I like hate to like introduce the you know sort of sexist thing, but like mm-hmm. it's just. It's just a fact. It's just like so much more common on the women's tour than it oh, is on yeah. the men's tour. It's like, yeah, that's not anything. No, other it's, than fact. but it's it's it has to be something to do with some mindset difference or something. I, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, but yeah, men that, that do it. I think JB Holmes does it. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was as I was thinking about it, I couldn't think of a single man that. that JB Holmes for sure does it. Um, yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know who else, but yeah. But the women's game that changes. It's a lot. I think it's it's gotten a little bit better. I think in the recent years. I know that like, um, uh, Lynn Marriott and Pia Nelson, the Vision mm-hmm. Fifty Four yeah. women, they they coach a lot of LPGA players, and they're definitely Against. big opponents of having your caddy line you up. Yeah, uh, you know they they're not in favor of that at all. Uh, I agree with them. I think it just kind of takes you out of the flow and like being more present with the shot if you're like waiting for your caddy to line you up. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a win for the game that like yeah. one, it should speed things up fractionally, but also just like get people actually playing the game more and not relying on somebody else to play it for them. Yeah. Um, what about not that this will ever change, but are you a fan of lining up a line on your ball? Uh, yeah, so it's funny. Uh, a lot of people ask me about that, yeah. especially when I was teaching more, and like people would like ask me how I do that. And I don't, I don't. I think there was a time when I, I've drawn lines on my ball. Usually, mm-hmm. that's what I do. If I have a line on my ball, that that probably means I hit a provisional at yeah. some point because that means like I, I probably had a few dots. Like usually, I have two dots on either side of my ball, uh-huh. and I usually like dot a, a handful of them before the round. And so mm-hmm. usually, the only way a line would show up on my ball. Is if I like thought I hit one out of bounds or lost or something, yeah. And I pulled the next one out of my bag for provisional, and I realized it had the same markings as the one I had. So if you see a line on my ball, it probably means I lost the ball at some point. Um, but I, 
I, I just use kind of the logo of the ball, whatever the okay. the model usually yeah. is kind of in a straight line there. I usually use that um, not as like gospel. I think that's where a lot of people get like kind of thrown mm-hmm. off is that they, you know, and then they get stuck in there and they've got to get it just oh, right. Yeah. And like that kind of drives me crazy. But I, I do think it's a useful frame of reference, mm-hmm. right? That like, okay, I think this putt is two cups out on the right. And so I'll line up my ball two cups out on the right. And then when I get over it, if I feel like it's three cups out, I just know that relative to how my ball is lined up, I can go a little bit higher than that, basically, yeah. right? And it's, it's more just like a frame of reference rather than like a... Yeah. And I, that, that's been pretty useful for me. I mean, it yeah. seems to work for me. Not yeah. too bad. That makes sense. I mean, that's what Tiger does. I think I listened to him once and he was saying he lines it up, but like if it's left edge... And he goes and he puts the ball down really quick. And he tries to put it down as close to left edge. And then he gets back behind him and he's like, oh, I put it out a little outside of left edge. Yeah. Now I know when I go aim my putter, I just... Yeah, you just I, do a little bit less than that. I should aim a hair right, right. of that. Line. Right. And like, so that's how he does it too, I think. At least at least he used to. Yeah. Um, so that seems like a good, healthy way. I've seen people, and this is very strange, that put the line... Um, parallel to their club face. Have you ever met anyone that does that? Parallel. Oh, so instead of lining up the like the line yeah. at the hole, they line it up perpendicular to their yeah, target. Yeah, so that they'd want to match their club face to the line of the line and make oh, parallel gosh. lines. It, it was that seemed really Solon hard. Someone told too. me they did that, and I'm like, that's that's yeah, that's a disaster waiting to happen. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I I don't. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't do that. Yeah. I've always just wished balls came completely unmarked, unlogoed. Like, I like to look at white. I've never... Man, what if that was a thing? What if they just, like... A white ball? Just a pure... And just whatever you want to mark with? I know. Yeah. It, it would take a company being, like, secure enough to, like, not have to stamp their crap all over it, right? Yeah. Like... It'd be a lot easier to get fooled with, like, the exploding golf ball, though. Could you imagine that if they were, like... If one, they were... At, one out of every dozen? <laughs> yeah, or they, there was, like... <laughs> There was like, if they moved to a one ball rule on the tour where it was like only allowed to, like, not one, they do have a one ball rule, but like a, a rule One where ball it, to rule them all? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, right? And then like Tiger was on the first tee at Augusta with like Jordan Spieth and he was just like, oh yeah, here, here's one or whatever. And like, it was an exploding one. That so, would be, that'd, that'd be, be pretty good. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or like a limited distance ball. What's the what? tiger smokes it off first tee? It goes two sixty eight. Like a Cayman ball that goes. Like yeah, just nuclear. Forty yards. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyways, that would be funny. Yeah, I don't know. I've always wanted a white ball. The only company that could have done it was Callaway because they they have their hex hexagon dimples, and I'm like. I would know a Callaway ball from anywhere because, like, they're yeah. the only company that has a hexagon dimple, so. Yeah, but then you, the Bridgestones, they've got, like, those shallow dimples, right? They have a strange one. I mean, Nike and Bridgestone used to be identical. You can Now that Nike's it's dead, the same. like, same yeah. yeah, I don't know. But. I think, yeah, you, Bridgestones are pretty identifiable. Yeah. Their dimple pattern, so. Yeah. But, I don't know, no one will ever do it, so. But those pros, I'm surprised no pros asked for it. Yeah. I I would assume Tyler's, if Justin Thomas really wanted it. It's probably in their contract. they got to show the logo or something. I know. Yeah. I'm like, 
called sure a marketing game. Yeah, I'm sure you'd. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of marketing games. Yeah. Uh, biggest equipment deal that happened, uh, I think far and away. I don't even know of any others off the top of my head, but Justin Rose is now playing Honma golf clubs, which, mm-hmm. as I understand it, and you uh, might know more about this than I, Kev, but like in the states, Honma's kind of like a has been a little bit of a joke, I think, of the equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I know overseas, it's really big. Yeah. Uh, especially, obviously, in like Japan, Japan and China, yeah. even probably is really big. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs look good, but I always have suspicions of players that switch. Not suspicions. I mean, it's very clear. Like he's probably getting paid a bajillion dollars to play these clubs, mm-hmm. and he's probably like, yeah, they're they're. He's certainly tried them, and mm-hmm. they feel good to him. But like, you know, it's just like when Rory switched equipment. You know, it didn't go so well for him at first. It took him a while to get comfortable with the new switch. Yeah. Um, Tiger took forever to change equipment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he was switching from Titleist to Nike in the, like the 99, 2000 yeah. range, like it, it was a slow, gradual process. I mean, even Bubba went to Volvo Golf Oh, Balls that was a, And yeah. like... Almost terrible. lost his card, and yeah. then, and <laughs> yeah. then last year he goes back and wins three times. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know how much of it's mental, to be honest with you, because like, but I, these guys get used to what they're used to, and they like looking down on it, and whether they have the mental edge or something, but yeah, they they don't mess around with equipment, or they shouldn't, you know, like they're playing for so much money nowadays that like. Yeah, if you're not a hundred percent confident in what you're using, yeah, I don't understand these changes. But I will say, irons to me are different. Like, well, don't tell Tommy Fleetwood that. Why? What's well, he's the got the, his, he's the. Uh, well, wait, I don't know how you're saying they're different, but Tommy Fleetwood's his. He and Paul Casey had this deal with the VR iron, the Nike VR irons that uh, yeah. he like ran out of. He was down to his last set, and they were like all worn out, and he couldn't get any more, and he was like all bummed because. You know, he was basically done with his, his babies. Um, and Paul Casey had an extra set uh, in reserve, I guess. And was oh, giving really? Tommy Fleetwood a bunch of flack about it. Yeah, I when I say the same, I, I, I do kind of mean the opposite of that. Like, like, yes, certain irons look better than others. But, like, if you're Justin Rose and you can have Honma make any, any head shape, any prototype that you want, like, you could get as close as you want to the look. And as far as the feel goes, like the middle of the face for Justin Rose, he that he hits ninety nine percent of the time probably feels very similar yeah. on all the you know? Yeah. So I don't but drivers and stuff I get, but irons I'm like, man, you can tell them to make any shape you want. Yeah, pretty primitive you'd think, right? Like just Yeah. Like you use blades and the majority of blades look similar. Yeah. But I I, I can't get over this. I'm looking at this picture of Justin Rose with this bag, and I mean, he looks fine and everything. And I'm just looking at his bag, and clearly, I mean, he's subscribing to the Club Pro Guy 747 Swing Thought Method, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, and sometimes his routine, pre shot routine, it looks like there are, oh, you know, yeah. 747 Swing Thoughts. You know, there's a few things, I and mean, he <laughs> does it very well. Um, it's, yeah, it's impressive. I, I can't imagine that they, I mean, that's amazing. I yeah. just can't say enough about that. But then the other thing I'm looking at his bag is, it, I assume that's his name, but it's it's in Japanese. 
I think that I think that's Japanese. That's pretty cool. Or yeah, must be. I mean, but they it, they should write in English, but like. I mean, yeah. Like, I get it if they want some Japanese, right? Clearly, they're going after a certain market. So, Honma in Japan is like the club brand. Um, there's sets of irons that cost like twelve grand of Honmas. <laughs> At least when I was selling golf clubs, um, what eight nine years ago now. Um, yeah. That's so crazy. And they have like five, back then they had like five different stages, like uh, stage one, stage two, and if you owned stage five, it was like what CEOs of companies had, like even ones that had never golfed, I heard they, they would keep them in their office just yeah. to like impress people. Like they'd have their Honma staff bag with like all the clubs, even if they never, ever golfed. But it was like the status symbol and the drivers are whatever they're they're not any better they okay. just are luxurious yeah, yeah. so i'm this article speaks to your point that i'm, I'm reading with just wrote. it says some full sets in the past have, have gone for as much as seventy five thousand dollars yeah could you imagine seventy five thousand dollars for a set of golf clubs it's nuts it and i mean they had like when i was hearing about them they'd have like a gold a solid gold like weight somewhere in the back or something you know like but yeah. in the end, it's just this is stamped with their level five or five star or five diamond set or whatever it is, and like that's what made it so expensive. Is you know, yeah. it's it, it's funny, but I think they're okay clubs from everything I've heard. Um, I mean, they must be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think. I can't imagine Justin Rose will have as good of a year this year as he had last year when he's switching equipment like this. Like, nothing mm-hmm. to speak poorly on Honma Clubs. I'm sure they're probably really, really good. But just adjusting to new sticks like that, I, I, I don't remember a time when somebody adjusted to new equipment uh, and, like, had a, a seamless transition, really. Is he... So you were saying that he's going to play TaylorMade Fairway Woods. What about Putter? Hmm... So let's see. It will, it will likely consist of the company's driver, four through, basically four through uh, wedges. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. It doesn't say like what. Uh, yeah, it says he's probably just going to maintain the tailor-made stuff he has with the ball, putter, and okay. fairway. Okay. And I think because I think Honma makes balls. I don't know if they're like good. I don't even know if they try to make good ones. So it makes sense he'd stick with TaylorMade too. I wonder if they come from the same factory that like the Vice balls come from. The Honma ones? <laughs> they just stamp their own they name on it. They stamp their own name on it. Probably. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm totally speculating. They might be but... they might be worse. I want to say they're like like Dunlop quality, like bad. Like Ooh. they don't even try to make good balls. Like Ben Hogan golf balls, they at least like tried to be good for a while, but these yeah. ones are just bad. These are just bad. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, two things, two more things. We'll, we'll wrap up. One thing I wanted to add in that we didn't really plan on talking about, but I came across it here by the wonders of the internet, and I know we we exchanged notes about it last night. This video of VJ Singh and his workout <laughs> routine, this is like amazing. Like just changing the senior tour the same way that Tiger changed the PGA tour. Like, yeah, it's like. Uh, some of the mo- most intense uh, stuff, like slamming his, like, a hammer into the side of a tire, 
throwing tires. Like, oh my god, this is insane. Yeah, it's like a Navy SEAL workout. Yeah, it's um, it's impressive. Yeah. How old is VJ? Fifty-five. Yeah. I mean, he's Dude, been hammering the, golf balls the, for a long. This a hurricane long time. ball that he's. Th- this thing is like. Yeah. Are you, it's like a. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, how's he not like breaking his club when he, that's like, he a, slams it into? I actually don't know what benefit he would get out of slamming his club into the side of a tire. Tire. It seems. I don't know. Because he's not using his like an impact bag where you're like working. It's like being accelerating through impact yeah. to not let it stop. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I I'm curious. I'm curious if this helps him perform better. Yeah. Right. I, do you, Do you think he hits it further? Um. Nah. Yes. So I, I think that I might be overstating this, but I think a lot of fitness routines, like there, there's a lot of people that are are really into like the specific uh, exercises and golf specific things and like. There's certainly some things that you can do that are better than others for for training your body to play golf. I'm not going to say that there's not, but like, just the fact that he's like doing something is probably like the most beneficial thing. Like, yeah, it's like way better than doing nothing. Yeah. Um. To, it, 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 as far as he, or as long as he doesn't get injured, right? Which yeah. is maybe a little bit questionable with some of the things that I'm seeing in here, especially yeah. like, like taking full swings at a tire, wrist injuries. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're just like breaking the club and like having it like snap off and like stab himself. I don't know. That seems like a reasonable <laughs> possibility. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think, yeah, clearly the, uh, the game has changed and there's people really getting after it in the gym, which is cool. I mean, especially him, this 55 year old guy, like, I don't know, maybe he's making a run at Tiger this year. He's like, if Tiger yeah. can come back, I can come back. Yeah, maybe. Well, the, and maybe it's just mental confidence too. Like, feel good, play good kind of a thing. Like, yeah. you feel confident, you feel more macho. I don't know what that does, but yeah, Just carry maybe, yourself yeah. a little bit differently. I yeah. agree. You just feel better. So yeah. Maybe there's something to that too. But All um, right. Let's wrap it up. Let's, let's talk... Uh, bold predictions. Bold predictions for 2019. Jordan Spieth win three times. That's pretty bold p- prediction. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, That's a good one. He went goose last year, so... So in yeah. order for him to do that, I think he's... The putting has got to turn around. So that's basically yeah. what you're predicting. Is well, putting... he was one of the best ball strikers last year, and I just... Yeah, I feel like there's a couple grinders out there. Like, not grinders like people who try to make cuts, but people who care and, like, have never given up on a round in their whole lives. Like, Tiger, I picture Spieth being like that, like, fighting to make cuts or just fighting to, like, I don't know, always shoot his best round. And I don't know. It piled up on him last year, but this year he's breaking through a couple times. I mean, he's probably my favorite to win Augusta. Yeah. Um. Wait, wait, really? Jordan Speed is your favorite to win Augusta? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty bold prediction, too, I think. I know he's had great success there. I mean, yeah, he's played Augusta better than anyone in the last four years. Even if he's not in form coming in there. Yeah, I guess even last year he, he wasn't, like, in form, and he came, like, second or third or something, right? Yeah, yeah. third. Yeah. And, like, made a run at him on Sunday. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. 
Okay, I guess that's not that bold, but yeah, three times is. I just feel like he's like not one of the five players that I expect to like win anymore. Well, you know, like he was for a while, and now he's well. The putter not. was the equalizer, right? Yeah, because he doesn't do anything else. It's like I mean, he has a great short game, but nothing else like knocks your socks off. But he's a really good iron player, and I think last year, throughout the whole year, he solidified that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he can't like overpower courses or just yeah. go into blitz mode like these other guys. All right, bold prediction, 2019 for me. It's going to be tough for me to write three wins for Jordan Spieth. I mean, is it cliche if I say Tiger's going to win a major this year? Is that, a, is that bold or is that not bold? It's, it's bold. I mean, do you think Pebble Beach favors him? Now? Yes. Like, still? Yes. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. He doesn't have to hit that many drivers. Um, mm-hmm. Which, even if he's driving it better, he's still not. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, when he was, whatever that last, I mean, that, like, East Lake, he was driving it pretty damn well, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say. You think Pebble, the greens are good for him, huh? Yeah, I think that's fine. I also think Beth Page is a great venue for him. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't talking about PGA. At Bethpage, that's a he's won there before, like solid venue, like that's an iron, a solid iron players golf course right there, uh, for sure. Um, and then obviously Augusta, and then I, I don't know much about uh, Royal Portrush where they have in the Open Championship, but like Whatever. the British Open, the Open, the Open Championship, that's like everybody now that says that's his best chance, right? Like, yeah, it wouldn't where he could just mentally will a win, you know? All right, so my bold prediction isn't that he's going to win one. My bold prediction is he's going to win two. Two. That's, that's bold. That's pretty bold. I think yeah. that's 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 bold. That's yeah. That's very bold. And I would yeah. Could you imagine if he won like the first two? Oh, Tiger. Tiger. Right, we're talking about Grand Slam. Yeah, It'd be an actual Grand Slam. It would be nuts. Yeah, that would be it, that'd be so good. That'd be amazing for golf if that happened. I yeah. hope that happens. That would be awesome. I was hoping your bold prediction was going to be uh, Sergio beats Tiger in a playoff at Beth Page. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Wasn't that like where not it began, but like, uh, like one of their original wars, right? Yeah, was no, there, for sure. And then the New York fans hated Sergio. Sergio yeah, right? and the rain. He was doing his the, yeah, the, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hit the ball, Sergio. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was that was one of the best. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and then he like flipped them off too, right? Yeah. yeah. That was that was pretty intense. It was like when US started hating or US fans tend to start hating Sergio, at least yeah. yeah, some. So. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Two wins in majors for Tiger. Three wins for Jordan Spieth. Yeah, yours is way bolder than mine now. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, but, like, I also just, like, you know, I'm being a Tiger homer. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Well, it was a good start to the season. Hope everybody enjoyed picks, that. Picks, picks, picks. Oh, picks. Picks. Dang it. I almost forgot, Kev. Uh, <laughs> all right. My dead last pick. I'm going to go real quick here. Uh, I'm picking... Uh, Patrick Reed. Oh, Dead my. last this week. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Yeah. I'm picking... Um, I didn't expect that. It, it almost... It flustered me. Um, <laughs> Pat and Kazire. Pat and Kazire. You're dead last, buddy. All right. And then my first pick... Um... Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Cameron Champ. Nice. I like it. I'm gonna pick Matt Kuchar. Very strange, Ooh, but Matt Kuchar. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I just feel like he's uh he's gonna win one. Um, oh, another before we sign off, um, Xander Shoffley, top ten in the world. He is top ten in the world now, or he's number ten. From wow, what I saw. good for him. So, pretty cool. That makes me feel like what, number eleven. Four, four years like... ago, <laughs> three, three years. Well, ago? Well, yeah, it'd be it's like three and a half, basically. Yeah. But yeah, three and a half years ago, he was winning the Northern Snake California Open. the NorCal Open. That's insane. By a couple. Nice. Now, number ten in the world. Ten in the world. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, pretty cool stuff. You and I are sitting here in San Francisco. Talking about talking about how cool DJ he is. Singh's workouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Well, uh, all right. Wait. So who did you say was going to win? You said Matt Kuchar, Kuchar, and your last place was who? Pat Patton Kazire. Yeah. You picked Patton last time and finished last. Some other did tournament. I? Yeah. That's fine. You can do that. It's uh, a reset of the year. Re- it is a reset. Okay. All right. Well, we uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya. sitting here in front of you guys talking just hanging out here